Good morning, pastors. It's March 16, Monday morning, 7.45. Just left my home. I'm driving to the church. Um, wanted to talk to you about how you're doing. The world seems to be in crisis with the coronavirus. If we have to hear the name of this virus one more time, we want to scream, right? We want to wake up and see that everything is back to normal. You know, we're used to dealing with stuff like locally, maybe some crises within our church or maybe even our community or our nation. You know, we've had enough crises of all kinds of different things in our country from natural disasters to leadership issues and all that. But this is a, this is very different, isn't it? It's going on all around the world. And... We're seeing uh, Christian leaders begin to speak up, and uh, they're beginning to talk about how we as believers can live and move and be in the world that we're in to make a difference, to bring hope. I grabbed my microphone last Wednesday night, which seems like a month ago now, and recorded a short 15-minute episode and sent it to you. Um... Yeah, I wanted to say something. I I wanted to speak to pastors. I just, I had to grab my mic and I very, how many times have I ever done that? Other than a regular podcast episode, like virtually never, maybe twice. But I wanted to encourage you. I wanted to uh, speak into the issue that we were all facing. And now I'm thinking... Okay, it's easy for us as spiritual leaders to stand up and speak truth. Now we have to live out that truth. So I'm heading to my church this morning. We're going to have a staff meeting at 8 a.m. And then I'm going to be getting on a plane and right after lunch and going to visit my daughter in Virginia. I came into the bedroom last night. My wife was already in bed and... I was busy working on some coursework that I have, and uh, I said to her, I feel like I have an impossible choice. Um, I'd been fussing downstairs in my office about it, and I just got up and pushed myself away from the desk and went to talk to her. I said, I, I, I want to stay here at the church right now when the world is coming apart. I want to stay here in my community. And yet, I want to go and be with my daughter, who's got three kids under three at home, and she's facing her first week with her husband back to work after their third little boy, uh, their third child was born. This little boy, he's only two months old. Her husband's been with her. They've, he's had parental leave. Now he's going back to work, and he's going back to work, and, and she's going to have the three kids by herself just as the world is coming apart. And I had planned to visit months ago, you know, it seemed like forever ago when we didn't have to think about any of these things like touching our nose or, or washing our hands. I felt like, I told my wife, I, I just feel like this is an impossible choice. I, I don't want, if I don't go and see my daughter now, travel restrictions may tighten. And however, if I do fly out, by the time I'm ready to fly back in a week, travel restrictions may have tightened. How do I get back? I may have to drive all the way back. Maybe there won't be any rental cars because nobody can fly, and so everybody's renting cars and driving. 
And I just had kind of a, a moment last night, and we, her and I talked about it, and, and I went back downstairs. And she, we got some, I got some perspective, uh, and I had some assignments due last night, and so I was there until um, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, working on assignments that were somewhat of a distraction in the middle of getting the news that the governor of the state just declared all the schools would be closed for the next four weeks. Something that's never happened in my lifetime. I mean, we had 9-11 and we had school, right? I don't know that we ever, did we take a day off of school when 9-11 happened? Maybe we did, I don't recall. Pastor, we're, we've got a week ahead of us and um, it's going to be an interesting week. We don't know what ramifications are going to follow the uh, the decisions that elected officials are making about social distancing. We don't know the ramifications of social distancing. We hope that one ramification is that we slow the spread of the virus, we flatten the curve, and we give healthcare providers some breathing room to take care of the people that are predictably going to be... Um, going to be sick. We don't know. So now I'm at the church. And I just wanted to uh, talk to you. Maybe it's therapy for me, right? Maybe talking to you is my therapy. That could be. That very well could be. And if it is, that's okay. You'll forgive me. But I think we have to talk together. Uh, One of the reasons why I'm going to Virginia is that even if I stay here, I'm supposed to be practicing social distance. We can't gather people anyway at the church. I shouldn't be going to other people's homes. Anything I do at this point should be as virtual as possible. And yet that is the antithesis of what Jesus did, right? So you've got to square that circle somehow. Uh, But since I'm supposed to be remote and we're all supposed to work from home as much as possible, what's the difference if I work from my daughter's home in Virginia or if I do it from my home here? So I'm going to go. And what are you doing today? What are the things that you have planned? Um, We can say a lot, but today does feel like a different day. It feels like, okay, we've been talking We've been saying what the church should be and how it should uh, affect society, impact society, how it should be itself viral. Well, today's Monday. Now we have an opportunity, and the reason we're meeting at 8 o'clock this morning, uh, we normally meet at 9, so we're meeting an hour earlier, basically because I have to leave, but the, the topic is completely different this morning. Uh, our conversation is about how do we do ministry to care for the people in our community that are most impacted negatively by what is going on. We've got kids who uh, are in tough situations in their homes, and we minister to them on a weekly basis, and we can get them out of their homes. And now they're they're not even able to go to school. They have to stay in their homes 24-7. Can we gather them and, and, and bring them to the church? Can we do it in small groups? How can we do it? What are the answers? 
How can we minister to people who are frightened and afraid in our community? How can we minister to the elderly who are isolated and alone? Do we need to, do we need to be the people that step into these places? We can't even go in the nursing homes right now. Physically, we can't go in. Physically, we can't go in the hospitals and visit these people. So we have to think new and different thoughts. Um, and I was thinking this morning, I know somebody who is having a really rough time, but this person is particularly empathetic. This person absorbs the feelings and the moods of the people around them. And this person's really having a hard time right now because uh, they're, they're just they're struggling because the, the weight of emotion around them is so heavy inside of them. And I thought, you know what? Uh, I need to talk to this person and tell them, hey, if you're going to absorb the emotions and feel, feel the, the experiences of people around you, absorb the emotions of the Spirit of God, who is one spirit with you, who gives all power and grace and love. And I thought, you know, view it like, view it like you're the empty pitcher and you feel like you've poured out and you poured out and you poured out. And particularly this is for this person who's an empath. They, they, they feel deeply um, the hurts and the needs of people around them. Uh, if you feel as though you're an empty pitcher constantly pouring out, allow yourself to see uh, yourself sitting on a table with the bottomless uh, or the, the endless stream of power and love and enablement and filling coming from the Holy Spirit. And it just keeps pouring into your pitcher, and your pitcher is just overflowing. And the power, the liquid of the Spirit is spilling over all over the table and onto the floor. And you can't turn it off, and you'll always have as much as you need. And the Spirit of God will fill you to overflowing. Pastors, I hope that that's what you can feel and experience this week that the Spirit of God will fill you and enable you to do what you need to do. For some of you, it's the impossible, uh, the paradox of responsibilities and opportunity. So here we go. Spirit of God, would you fill us as pastors this week, and would you help us to serve you with both reckless abandon and spiritual wisdom and discernment? God, help us as pastors to be the church and to be the shepherds that the church needs. Help us to be both and help us to receive from you and be filled to overflowing. Pastors, it's Monday. (laughs) Have a great week.